It's May 29th, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. It's cold, 41 degrees, and it's raining. It's just a nasty, nasty day. I knew it was going to be a nasty day. In fact, we actually canceled our workout this morning. It was an impromptu workout. We canceled it last night because of the weather forecast. So I wake up this morning, I say to my wife, hey, let's just take advantage of this lazy Saturday morning. I haven't had a Saturday morning to myself, and I couldn't tell you the last time. Our crew, we train on Saturday mornings at 6.30 in the morning on Saturday mornings. So it involves a lot of me loading the truck, unloading the truck. Uh, now we're also in the middle of a high school football season in the spring because of uh, the COVID pandemic. So I said, let me just take this day and enjoy this day. We don't even have a football game because of a, uh, of one of our opponents had to cancel because they had players with COVID on it. Anyway, as I'm sitting in bed, I just feel the extreme guilt of being lazy and being soft. So I look at my phone and I say, whoa. There's going to be a 20-minute break in the weather. I say to my wife, look, forget about taking advantage of what I just said. I need to go outside. I need to get a training session in. So I get dressed real quick. I, I get probably underdressed. I run outside, and bang, this cold, wet rain hits me in the face. And my first soft, willed instinct is to turn around, go back in the house, and say, ah, honey, you know what? I'm just going to hang out for a little bit. Maybe I'll catch a, a jump rope session inside. Maybe I'll work out in our gym today and just avoid this rain. And then at that moment, I realized that's exactly why I had to. I had to train outside today. I had to. Now, this brings me back to a conversation that I had with the great Mike Morano last week. So Mike Morano was one of the toughest guys I know. And I'm just going to read you a text that he sent me so you get a feel for what, what he's thinking and what's going on on this, this podcast here. He said, the thoughts that keep me up at night. How do you prepare for situations that will push you to the brink both mentally and physically, while still actively resting and recovering on the days you need it? Is it softness that makes you decide to recover, or psychotic intelligence? And I think that's a great, great question for Mike. It's something that I'm sure goes through all every one of our heads. Yeah, I'm the guy that, it, that we talk about all the time, not overtraining, being smart, training the right way. But at the same time, what is the fine line between overtraining and then making yourself soft. How do you push yourself to the brink without killing yourself physically and maybe mentally and emotionally, but at the same time not coddle yourself and make yourself a soft human being? So uh, this is a conversation that we've had. I don't think anybody's nailed it, but I do want to put a, a couple of things in perspective. And I think about some quotes that I've, that I've heard. One is from... Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name, but it's from the, the mid-1500s. I think it's Paracalus. He said, everything is a poison, nothing is a poison. It all depends on the dosage. So think about that with respect to your training or your mindset. There was another great quote from Arnst Schultz. For every substance, small doses stimulate, moderate doses inhibit, large doses kill. Now, we've been taking this quote-unquote feed-the-cat methodology into our training, and some guys think it's soft. Some guys think the only way to train is to kill yourself. The only way to train is to puke at the end. The only way to train is to push yourself mentally through this wall. Right? I got to get this wall. I got to go through it. I need to break down. And then they watch a guy like David Goggins, who I think is an inspirational guy. But at the same time, he could, his message could be taken the wrong way by people who are already mentally strong. Like, man, I need to break myself down. I need to destroy my body. Or 
this isn't worth it. If I don't destroy my body, I'm going to lose my edge. If I don't destroy my body, someone's going to get that step up on me. And, and I've been on both sides of this fence. Even this morning, was there really any good reason for me to go run? For me, it was the mental edge. Now, did I go run until I puked? No. I did our normal prescribed workout where I, in my mind, I stimulated my muscles. I didn't let today ruin tomorrow, but yeah, there was a mental toughness aspect to it. And when I was done with my run, I, my thought was, ah, oh, let me just get out of here, man. Because when I got to that field, the, the wind was smashing in my face. And it was typically the way it would work when you sprint at Owl Howell Park. The wind blows in your face as you run. It's awful. So, uh, and you walk back, and the wind's at your back, but the wind's blowing in your face. And as I was stretching, I was like, let me make this a quick stretch. Maybe I'll stretch in my house. And uh, the parks department guys were there, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm being weak. And I'm like, these guys are running out of their truck. I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be running away from this rain. So I actually took a an extended meditation period after the workout and put in my mind, how do I, how do I zone out this cold feeling of the rain hitting on me as I'm meditating how do I make it just feel like what it is wet rain but not be affected by the cold that was going on so again I'm on both sides of this fence here but my answer for you is that uh, I, I, I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm, I'm one way or the other I'm kinda in the middle but I think as Mike and I were having this conversation, we were kind of going back and forth. One thing I said was, think about some of the hardest football players you know. James Harrison, the guy is a beast. He's an absolute beast. He would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think we figured out it was like $350,000 a year on his recovery to keep himself in the NFL. You know, we, there's this talk about Tom Brady, but some people don't like to talk about a quarterback as the toughest person. You know, I think that guy's hard as nails, but let's just talk about James Harrison. $350,000 a year, a guy that everybody sees training like a maniac, a guy who's the, one of the roughest, toughest guys to play uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end in the NFL. He's doing all this stuff to recover. But I think even that conversation, people don't want to have that conversation. So one thing, as we're, having, as we're talking through this, uh, I'm also watching the show The Roman Empire. And as I'm watching The Roman Empire, there's a, like a scene where Julius Caesar is in war, and he's in between battles, and in between battles he's sharpening his blade. And as Mike and I are having our little text back and forth, we're saying, yeah, we're, we're warriors in our own sense. We want to make our bodies machines so we're always prepped and primed and ready. We don't want to lose that step. We don't want to lose that edge. It's, it's, that mentality has got us to where we are right now. That mentality has made us overachievers. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this. I know there's a lot of people who listen to this that are in that same boat. I can't take that step back. I can't. And it's those tough times that made me who I am today. It's those tough times that made me the warrior I am today. But then thinking about this guy sharpening that sword. If you think about your body, right, your body as your tool, your body as that sword, what good is that sword if you use it in battle all the time and it becomes dull? And you get into battle and now that sword doesn't cut anymore. Now that's the time. There has to be a time where you need to sharpen your sword. There's got to be a time. You, you should really push that sword to its brink. Push it to its brink. But when it starts to become dull, then you got to take a step back and sharpen that sword. Now, there's other ways to push yourself mentally. <laughs> there's other ways to do it. M me going and running outside today in this rain was one of them. Again, I did not break my body down, but my will to overcome that cold and go back into bed and just cuddle up and uh, watch some Saturday morning cartoons or whatever the hell people do if they actually lay in bed on a Saturday morning, I don't know, but that's one of them. I'll, I'll give you a couple of other examples that could make you tough. 
I think, uh, just getting up and attending every training session. So we have training sessions every Saturday at 6.30. How could you miss any one of those? And then at the same time tell me, Coach, the workout isn't hard enough, right? If you don't have the will to get up, how are you going to tell me that you're mentally tough? Uh, I think it's a, a good mentally tough challenge to go out with your friends at night and not drink or not eat bad food or not be influenced by peer pressure. That's mental toughness. You want to be tough? Take a cold shower or wear an ice vest. Purposely deprive yourself of some of life's little comforts that you have that you're lucky to have right now and see if that'll make you mentally tough. If you This one's for Billy Blanco. Maybe you eat a, a breakfast that isn't uh, a bacon, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Maybe it is uh, the good old sardine sauerkraut and beans. Maybe you take a shot of apple cider vinegar instead of a shot of tequila. Right? These are the things that I think can make you tough without completely, totally destroying your body. What else can make you tough is not training through an injury, uh, which I stupidly have done many a time, but training around an injury. Right? My, you've heard about my, my knee hurt, my, my feet broken. Did I miss a training session? Never. Did I do things to intentionally hurt myself? No. I did everything possible for prehab, rehab, but I did not miss a training session at all. Everything I did was to continue training around, again, not through, but around that injury. And I'll also say that, you know, if you take things too far, there's instances where you're going to make that blade dull. I'm going to say two things for me specifically that I did that. One was, for whatever stupid reason, I was in a competition with our guys uh, a long time ago about plank holds for time. And it was like one minute, then one thirty, then two minutes, then 2.30. And it just kept going back and forth to one day I was like, this is it. I'm going to end it for everybody. I'm going to hit some unthinkable goal, and that's it. I'm going to end it. So I ended up doing a six-minute plank hold, put it on YouTube. Yeah, I thought I was pretty cool, except uh, I destroyed my stomach. Like, it, it looked cool for that moment, but for the next few days, I couldn't function. You know, if, you're, if your core is so beat up, there's no way you could run, there's no way you could squat, there's no way you could bench. So I, in that instance, I let today ruin tomorrow. Another specific thing I think about, and this is how my feet problems started to begin with, uh, I, I, this is how it all started, is that I was refusing to wear cleats when we used the prowler. I was refusing to wear cleats, and we're loading up the weight. I was like, ah, this is soft to wear cleats. I can't believe these kids wear cleats. And I remember I got turf toe in my right foot. I was actually unable to move my right toe. And that's when, that's when the, the problem started. And then it happened in my left toe. And then I decided to finally get cleats. And then uh, a whole other thing happened. But me being quote-unquote tough dulled that blade. So if you're getting anything out of this, yes, there is a, a dichotomy of mental toughness versus physical toughness. And there is a brink of physical toughness taking you over the edge and breaking yourself down. And maybe you can break yourself down mentally too. But there is this fine line. So my best advice, and if you're looking at ancient warriors is just follow it from that mindset of the sword. If your body is your sword, if your body is your weapon, if your body is your tool, if your body is the thing that's giving you the next edge, even I'll say the same thing about your mind. You take it to the brink. Take it to the brink until it gets dull, and then you take a step back, and you sharpen that sword. And that sword doesn't mean you hang it on a... It doesn't mean you take that sword and you hang it on a shelf and never use it again. It doesn't mean sleeping in on a Saturday. It could mean just find another way to sharpen your sword. Maybe it's active recovery. Maybe it's not training till you puke. Maybe it's uh, a foam rolling session or getting a massage or doing prehab movement. Whatever it is, it's still something, but it's you sharpening the sword. Remember that tired is your enemy. It's not your goal. Tired is your enemy. It's not your goal. 
and as you're sharpening your sword, just take this message home with you, right? Uh, you want to be able to train as hard as possible, as often as possible, and this is important now, as fresh as possible. If you can mix all those things together, then you've won. If you're training as hard as possible, as infrequently as possible, as sore as possible, right, you're, you're never going to optimally perform. All right, people, this was my uh, Saturday morning message to you. I hope this helps some people out. I know a lot of you like to do some torturous workouts on Memorial Day weekend at, at, for historical reasons, for purpose, for sense of self, for sense of country, whatever it is. Think about it, though. Uh, think about if you are sharpening that sword or if you are making that sword so dull, so dull that when you get to battle, it's going to fail you.